about it. It's going to ask you for permission and things like that. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Cool. I mean, you and like as a friend of mine called uh, Aaron, you two are going to be Aaron. Last time I did a thing like this, and his setup was like so. It's like he had like prepared for it, and then me to just looking like this, and it's like, God, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's so cool. It's okay. The the, the audience it's will okay. forgive me. Will forgive me. All my filmmaking friends will be like, all the things we've told you, you've not learned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why we're here. I will set this up and make it look nice for the future. Yeah. Videos, hopefully, <laughs> may never happen. Uh, uh, okay. the let's uh let's start so yeah just introduce yourself remember i said i'm not going to try to butcher your name because it's going to be hard for yeah. me so, so just um, introduce yourself and what you do uh yeah i'll be excited i am okushe josopo mm -hmm. i am a young female um filmmaker uh based in south africa in a small little town called uh port elizabeth in the eastern cape okay. I make uh, films about particularly uh, Black people. Okay. Um, I reflect a lot about our history and mm. who we are and try mm. to figure out ways in reimagining um, our Black identity moving forward. Okay. And um, yeah, I use my camera as a form of uh, acting activism yeah. and um as a form of agent of change um maybe not in my lifetime but uh for hopefully the next generation to come ah okay awesome so i'm curious how did this all begin for you i'm very curious like like how did, <laughs> yeah, how, how did curious. you yeah how did this all begin i mean i, mean, I have been making films um or just generally making stuff creatively yeah. Yeah. Um, from a very young age, um, uh, like 16 years old. Yeah. Well, 16 years old from what I can remember okay. when okay. I realized, yeah. okay, hey, no, you actually like making stuff. Uh, yeah. But I can say maybe all my life I've just, you know, when I hear some stories of like my childhood that my mom tells me, like, yeah. oh, so I've been like this for a while then, yeah, you know, yeah, okay. um, mm. and then I um, finished high school okay. and had to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. um, naturally, I wanted to just travel and live my life. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Doesn't everyone want to travel uh, and live their life? <laughs> yeah, it's just I like know. travel and live my life. And there's mm. like, but you're not a trust fund baby, so you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. uh. So I uh, immediately went into uh, university. Like, okay. you know, most black kids, you yeah. know, you just finish high school, you go into university. Mm. And I was fortunate enough to get into um the art school, art and design school um, here in, in PE, my hometown. Okay. And I thought I was going to be an artist. I thought I was going to be like some fine artist, you know, painting up a stone. Yeah. And um, the experience of like going through university and the anxiety around trying to complete um, a qualification 
And then at the same time, um, the stresses of finances um, and also realizing the monopoly in um, the creative space, particularly here in South Africa. And I think just generally everywhere, how it's like monopolized by like white people and white males. like okay um maybe being a painter is not the best idea like the odds are just kind of already stacked against me so i then went into graphic design okay as a as a logical um choice in case you know things don't you know manage Mm. or happen the way i want at least i have a qualification to you know go out and get a job um um, and then I got into design and that was an extremely traumatic experience for me. Okay. Um, I fell in love with design. I fell in okay. love with the art of design okay. and make, you know, problem solving and then going into our African history and be like, Hey, actually this is very like African based, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. um, we've always been designers, you yeah. know, we've always been people who, you know, problem solved, you know, yeah. going into that whole, loophole of like you know research and whatnot mm. the stuff that mm. i wasn't really getting fed enough yeah. in the university mm. space mm. Mm. um long story short my art history uh, lecturer uh failed me wow. for doing that work um you know writing about that stuff i was like not interested in writing about western and european like oh, history okay. yes yeah. you see the value in it but like yeah. i wanted to you know about my own identity. I wanted to talk about my own ancestries yeah. and you know mm-hmm. of this thing and connect yeah. it to myself, you know, yeah. so that I can become a a good um or impactful creator or storyteller. Yeah. And yeah. my first year of graphic design I was failed um wow. in art history and I couldn't okay. continue. Mm. And um that was a real I can say the biggest breaking point in my life okay. and in my, particularly for my career okay. um, because you know as most black middle class working class uh, yeah. young people we are yeah. overachievers because yeah. you know you just in general it's like the you know the the, the, the black experience is like you either have to be amazing or nothing at all you know, you just, <laughs> yeah I think that we need to rethink that conversation yeah you know, like you just can't be cruising through life. And then so you meet, you come across um, failures in life, which mm. are like natural and normal. Yeah. And it just kind of like dissipates your whole world and you just don't know who you are. And yeah. you feel lost and confused. And yeah. Um, yeah, I can say like that was like my first chapter in my like coming of age story. Oh, and yeah. um, I dropped out soon after to refigure out like what am i doing with my okay. life where i actually want to do and where yeah. i'm going and yeah. then, um, i have literally fled to cape town um under a scholarship that i got for uh filmmaking oh, okay. I learned from a independent school called big fish okay and um it was great because they were like providing accommodation and a bit mm. of a stipend yeah. like i don't care about, i don't like i don't care much about film yeah. um in fact i'm running away from film because yeah. my sister is a filmmaker uh. um 
and she's been trying to push me into doing films and I'm like I want to be in your shadow I want to yeah. do my own film you yeah. know the, oh. was, that, this, was this before or was this before like you went to Big Fish this I is want- like before I went to Big Fish ah, hence okay. why I went the art and design uh your sister was doing film and then like you were doing art and design yeah oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. so but, i mean i've been doing films and like holding a camera since i was like 16 17 yeah. Yeah. through her you know, yeah. working mm. on her set and yeah. whatnot yeah so um i had been running away from it for a while yeah. uh and then i full circle with came and bit me in my ass and yeah. was like bitch you need to <laughs> like you have to oh, get into film yeah. but like I thought no I'm just like taking a break and eventually yeah. I'll go back and finish yeah. off my degree yeah. and then I went to Cape Town and I was almost which was really good to you know to have that distance yeah. um, and then I, and then I fell in love with film right. and and then I fell in love with documentary filmmaking and I okay. hate documentary because uh, <laughs> All these, all these things that you hate like just I keep hate calling you. The, I yeah. really hate documentaries because, yeah. like, at the time when I first got introduced to it, it was just like, this is boring. These are talking heads. He's yeah. like, nothing entertaining here. Yeah. And yeah. I think it was when I saw the film The Act of Killing by um, Mr. Hopenangin, um, my one of my favorite uh, filmmakers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so documentaries don't really need to be boring, actually. Um, yeah. We can really rethink it. Like we can re-invent um, storytelling in yeah. this documentary. So if, if even when you see a lot of in my work, like yeah. I'm still also like refiguring it out, like how to tell stories in a, a nuanced way, you know, okay. while, whilst relying on structure and technique, and then I'm, I'm very big on that. Structure and technique is very important. Okay. And it goes back to my, you know, qualification in graphic design, yeah. and everything has to be in order, and you know, all of that. Yeah. But once then knowing that, um, allowing the breathing space to, you know, rethink um, how you uh, represent Black people, and oh, okay. um, I'm really fascinated about that. And um, I think since 27, 2015, 16, yeah. mm. I have been on this long journey of telling stories okay. through documentary work and film work. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, here I am now. I'm an independent filmmaker. I own my own production house here in, in, in this small little town. Yeah. Um, when it's a and small little town, you know, like in my brain, when people say small little town, it's like a hundred people. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, um, how but Elizabeth people? is. Uh, how many people? Do you think? Maybe we can say under a million. Okay. That's under a small. That's a small. That's like a small town. That's like a really small okay. town. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is usually just seen as a small town. Oh, it's compared um, to Cape Town and like the other, the big Compared place. to Cape Town um, and the Joburgs. Yeah. And I think I say small town because with the work that I'm doing in filmmaking, yeah. naturally a lot of people ask me, why am I doing it here? The yeah. best place to do that is in Joburg or Cape Town or Durban or whatever yeah. the big yeah. cities are. Yeah. Mm. And, um, so a lot of the time, I guess, yeah, maybe it's like a, a self-reflective moment. I'm undermining it. Yeah. But um, 
the Eastern Cape has a, a very rich history, um, historically, you know, politically, socially. Mm. Mm. Um, a lot of great creative minds and political leaders came out of this space. Okay. And yeah, it was a very conscious decision to uh, choose to stay here. Mm. Most people who are here don't want to be here. It's one of those towns. One of those small towns. Yeah, one of those towns that people want to be like in in the Joburgs and the Cape Towns. And um, earlier in my career, I did you know try that out. I did try the Joburg thing Mm. for like two months, and I was like, no, I don't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be here. Like I packed my shit and I came back home and. Um, most people thought I was being suicidal uh, with my career by doing okay. that, but yeah. um, I'm happy. I'm happy where I'm at now. I'm That's great. Making a lot of uh, work that I'm actually proud of, and yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, you mentioned a lot of things. You mentioned about a lot of like failures, and like I'm just curious about how you deal with failures, especially. I'm curious about like the transitions between like when you move from like art school to graphic design, then into film. Uh, and you seem to be running away from the things you hate <laughs> and then you love the things you hate uh but like i'm just curious about uh, i'm just curious about like um uh, how you deal with failure how, or how you're dealing with yeah. like a setback like i'm curious because i mean a lot of creative or creators or creative professionals tend to i mean some people deal with it well but like because this is the creative asylum podcast it's about creative process and all those things yeah i thought we could just have like maybe you could share a story maybe to be fun with the story like i think that's our best way to learn uh where you maybe did something whether it was in the art space or the graphic design or the film space but like where you sort of failed or had a setback and then how you sort of like figured your way around it to sort of either whether 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 you you failed and then you sort of like we can't do anything else but like how you dealt with it is what i'm very i want to know and want to hear yeah Um, yeah. so um i'm still figuring that out as we speak um i am uh overachiever to a fault okay um, and, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I'm yeah. currently still, you know, working that, that out. Hence why even now um, yeah. I just completed a production, um, yeah. a series that I just did. And yeah. I'm really excited about, you know, putting that together and, you yeah. know, releasing it out. Um, yeah. And I practically, um, I realized that, I have issues with failing failing because I tend to scrutinize the work that I do. Um, Even though it's like really, really good work, (laughs) Uh, Um, like really good work. And um, I'm learning, which is why I had to take a bit of a break from that um, to learn to appreciate um, the imperfections um, and and that um, like anything, you know, creative work is 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 there's no formula to it. Mm, okay. So I learned that approaching, you know, creative work like some type of mathematician <laughs> is gonna create a lot yeah. of problems for me mentally. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. a lot of creative creative workers, myself included, yeah. um, tend to live 
for this work you know mm. so it's not even about like as i had mentioned like i like you, you put it really amazingly when you said like i love the things i hate <laughs> yeah it seems like when, you know, when like, i guess if if when you have close friends they should just have like a cheat sheet like ah she says she hates that thing ah that means she likes it so like um, <laughs> yeah it's just literally about yeah. that um and it's a, it's 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 not the hate like in terms of the the feeling you know the negative feeling yeah. but just acknowledging that this is not easy you mm. know mm. um sometimes i just want to be in my house in my mm. apartment um mm. and switch off and watch um netflix all day and netflix. you know like yeah. but then i watch netflix and i'm like but there's not enough representation yeah. and no one is doing it so now yeah. i have to do it you know like um <laughs> so yeah. it's like this crazy um cycle um yeah. and hence yeah. why i make the work that i make um, yeah. and i hope to eventually find uh, healthy ways in coping yeah. with um you know failing and um and um, not being perfect at all yeah. times um, yeah. And then I find like in those moments where I'm not my perfect self is like where I can create the most, you know, yeah. impactful work that, you yeah. know, resonates with other people. And yeah. um, I'm just finding a balance, you know. Uh, it's also hard. It's also hard having the pressures of, you know, not knowing that no one else is doing this kind of work that you're doing. So there's like the pressure of like making it as good as possible and, yeah. you know, representing people as as well as possible because you yeah. know that in the past you know black black imagery has been exploited to you know yeah. so it's like all these things that you that constantly run in your mind and yeah. um I'm trying to find a, a way to balance it out and being like mm. yes I acknowledge that you know we need to handle black you know black you know representing black Isn't voices and yeah. narratives yeah. Yeah. with um, intention and dignity yeah. but um to also allow space for me as a storyteller to to yeah. you know make my mishaps there and yeah. there and learn mm. from it and then go from it because i'm nowhere near my peak you know um yeah. and i just need to keep reminding myself mm. i'm nowhere near my peak yeah. and that's okay you know yeah. um that's okay yeah nice uh and, and uh, yeah you just mentioned something about like representation and black people and then i remember i came across your video of how to film black people and i'm just curious about how did this all begin for you like this sort of like um um i mean i'm just curious where this whole inspiration because i mean you can also be like a guy who just makes films and like you don't really care <laughs> you just want to tell a story yeah. like your, your thing is just about the story but you seem to be very intentional about like the whole idea of how to represent black people or africans yeah. in content or in any way and i'm just curious how did this all start is this like a thing from home or like school but yeah. i'm just curious where this all this whole idea or the inspiration to start taking this a bit more seriously started for you mm. yeah yeah um i guess it's also i think my biggest um you know introduction to being a film director so i've always been telling stories and making things mm. and all of that but then when i first got into like owning and being a film director was through the you know a uh, um a docu series my sister uh, was doing and commissioned by the SAPC mm -hmm. called Youth Culture mm 
Mm-hmm. And um, I think she, yes, she had just recently had a baby and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to balance work and, and, you know, being a mother and a wife and all of that. And she was like, I need you to, you know, kind of, you know, take, you know, the lead mm-hmm. on this while mm-hmm. I figured this out. And mm-hmm. that was an amazing experience. It's the most, very, also very difficult experience. Um, I made a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. Oh, like I've been looking at some of the stuff and like, no, 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 no. You know, like this mm-hmm. is not right. But mm-hmm. but that is the best possible way you can learn and grow mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a storyteller, and particularly mm-hmm. in like mastering the craft of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And um the first thing happened was we were shooting this documentary, one of the episodes, because it was six episodes. Yeah. And um, she was trying to find, like, suss me out. Like, can she really trust me to handling this properly? Yeah. Yeah. And um, she's a really tough cookie, like, uh, really, really strict. You know, she's like those old school filmmakers, you know, like things have to be structured. You need to have the script, you know. Yeah. Like it's, and, and I'm yeah. really, really appreciative of the, the those um, lessons because yeah. I feel like now we do have these younger creatives coming up and there's very little um, acknowledgement and um, um, attention to detail and craftsmanship and structure yeah. and technique. Yeah. Um, and the first lesson she told me was don't shoot black people from the top. Yeah. Don't put your camera on top of black people. Don't take their power away. Yeah. Even when they are at their most vulnerable and they're at the most weakest, continuously input the power in the black narrative. Because essentially, if you look at the Netflix, like yeah. the like for instance, a series called Breaking Bad, yeah. that's about a white guy who is uh, using his cancer to sell drugs. Yeah, and we all sympathize, and we like, yeah, we want this bad person, you know, this immoral person to succeed in know. life. That's that, that's up for debate. That's very up for debate. <laughs> Absolutely, like, but the, in terms of the technique, yeah, how they structure, yeah, that, that's structure. a whole other video, though. Yeah, mm, I know. Yeah, like, and it's like, um, yeah, I mean, that's important, you know, sure. telling narratives in that way, acknowledging yeah. that in, in us as human beings, we all, you know, carry darkness and we all carry lightness in us, you know. Um, It doesn't make us any less or, or, you know, under or whatever um, in our imperfections, you know, it makes us human, you know. So whenever, so so immediately when I, you know, came to that realization, I started being very, very intentional in how I represent black bodies in my films okay. so even if it's you know someone who's problematic but okay. um mm-hmm. we can all see ourselves in this mm-hmm. person because mm-hmm. we all have problematic aspects in ourselves mm-hmm. you know just day-to-day living mm-hmm. um there's no mm-hmm. running away from that yeah, okay. and uh, i i am a true believer in in, 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 you know, self-reflection is important. Yeah. Being able to look at yourself in the mirror and see all aspects of yourself, mm. the good, the bad, the ugly, that's important. And I think that's the responsibility of um, storytellers this mm. day, to be able to present those things okay. um, and, you know, find ways to move forward. And yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you said something about like young filmmakers uh, not taking their craft seriously. I, and, and, <laughs> I, I didn't say it like that, but no, not, like that, not like that. I know I'm just paraphrasing because I couldn't, I, I was listening, but then I just can't remember. But yeah, it's some, not take it seriously, but like there's like um, a laziness to certain things. A lack like, of craftsmanship, yeah. Yeah, like a lack of craftsmanship. And then I thought about like, the thing of like maybe isn't it because the tools have just become so easy of late like yeah in terms of like in terms of like some things you do not need to like know anymore in the sense of like i mean like you go like hey i need to do this and like there's a tool that sort of like sort of solves it for you immediately like yeah. to, like for instance we're talking about film and i remember recently i was talking to a writer and he told me about this company in california called rivet they have this sort of ai that uh service where you put in the script and then it the ai sort of goes through the script and then does like a whole like you know those, those tedious things you have to do in a script of like yeah. there's a shot there's a shoe and so it does all that for you and then creates a list for you and then i was like oh so it's like now you and when he said it, it just reminded me of that conversation of like yeah, yeah i think people i mean i understand like why your sister is like so strict yeah it's like the martin scorsese of of, of, yeah. of, of yeah. filmmakers of like it's not a thing you have to do it like this but yeah uh i guess it's uh i don't know i guess it's what it is right because if you're a young filmmaker now that i mean i understand yeah, the fundamentals think, are important yes like fundamentals of certain yeah. things are important uh but i think once the fundamentals i think are locked in then the tools sort of come in to sort of yeah. make the but i also uh, think it's important to acknowledge that um all content is good yeah especially if it's content about um you know black you know narratives which is mm you know, and marginalized voices, you know, all of it is okay. Yeah. The issue is the diversity. Yeah, mm. we are born so we need, yeah, we need trivial things that make yeah. no sense yeah. and are horrible. But yeah. we also need good things that are, you know, impactful and yeah. technical, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the issue is the the, the, the the imbalance in the two. Ah, know? okay. Right now, it's like, um, Eurocentric American white voices. Yeah. You can look. There's a variety of things. I mean, like let, let's not even go too far. Like if you look at Hollywood, and I yeah. say Hollywood, and because yeah. Hollywood is essentially white, right? Yeah, you can yeah. get your you can get your bad content, like your rom coms, where yeah. you just want to switch over. But you can also get your like riveting, you know, content. You know, there's an equal balance, yeah. and both is good i think yeah. both is very good i guess they serve um, their purpose at some point in here and there yeah, yeah. both serves of you know their its purpose yeah um but i think with with it with with um black narratives and that's yeah. an old medium whether mm. it be illustration design or whatever yeah. yeah like we need to hold space to have multiple things existing at the same time very true. Um, yeah so I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. So you had said you had uh, taken a break off for a while. I'm very curious about mental health in the creative space and how you see it, especially for yeah. creators in Africa. African creators are, uh, are the bosses of mental health, but no one talks about them because I think, yeah. <laughs> well, especially yeah. with conversations, I have like different creators from different spaces. I mean, within Africa, mm -hmm. and then you're just like, this is story, and then you're like, what? Like, oh my God, like you have to like, 
jump through hoops and then like he's and then i'm like i wonder how yeah. someone's mental state is as compared to like let's say creators like best in like europe or america or other spaces yeah um i mean they also i mean i mean we're all creators on the planet so i guess the issues are sort of the same but in africa it seems like they're a whole other thing but not a thing we yeah, talk about we a lot inherited, we've inherited like the traumas of our ancestors so you yeah. also have that you know, oh, is that as well <laughs> I don't know. but i'm just on top of always of being a human being yeah but i'm curious about what life. your take on uh sorry about your take on the on like mental health especially for creative professionals or just creative types in africa and like how you 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 i mean just your perspective and how you think we should deal with it because i think it's something that's not dealt with and yeah. I think a lot of creators are sort of hiding in certain spaces which are not healthy. Yeah. I mean, and but I'm just curious about your take on it because you had mentioned about taking like yeah. a, a hiatus and like a break just to like yeah. find yourself. Um, yeah. But I'm just yeah. yeah. So last year, uh, when you know this whole pandemic was mm. at its like heightened state, mm. Um, mm. I definitely had a mental breakdown. Um, yeah. Sorry. I felt unsettled in terms of my career. Mm. Um, I felt um, inadequate because I wasn't creating mm. to my fullest capacity. Mm. Um, and I felt like I was essentially useless. And all of those mm. thought distortions are fed to us and conditioned to us, you know, through capitalism. Um, mm through this, you know, you know, um, chase of being better and working hard. And like, also, I feel like this whole hustle culture, you know, people use True. as like, uh, True. you had mentioned it in the beginning of the podcast when we were saying, you know, like, yeah. you know, like this, yeah, hustling, hustling. It's like, no, like, who are you hustling for? You're not hustling for yourself. You're not hustling for your well being. Um, you're not hustling for the, you know, the next generation. Um, yeah. It's perpetuating toxic, um, you know, generational curses that as black bodies, we can yeah, only see ourselves, yeah. we can only see ourselves as valuable um, um, depending on how bad you've been working. And it, we need to also look back at historically, like um, the, colon, you know, colonization did use, you know, certain things uh, such as like, you know, you are poor because you are not working hard, you know? <laughs> and yeah. it's like, no, this is, this, this is systemic, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just, it doesn't matter how hard people work, you yeah. still find yourself at the bottom. So yeah. um, those myths need to be deconstructed. And um, so, yeah, I had that last year. And then, I, I mean, not that I hadn't been dealing with, you know, issues with, you know, depression and anxiety prior to that. Um, but it's just like last year, I didn't have a place to run because everyone was forced to be at home. You know? yeah. uh, so I had to deal with it. Mm. And um, that has incited the way that I make, you know, films now. Mm. Um, and I realized that I'm no good to anyone or my craft if I'm not okay mm. mentally. Okay. And I think the minute I started thinking about things in that way, where mm. that is also part of the process mm. in making 
what I make, mm-hmm. taking care of myself, you yeah. know, like take mm-hmm. care of yourself. Yeah. Because what good are you if you can't take care of yourself? And mm. I think now what we have is we have a lot of young black people yeah. working, ongoing, yeah. making stuff that is essentially frivolous because yeah. you're not taking care of yourself, first yeah. of all. Yeah. You're not yeah. asking yourself the hard questions. Yeah. Therefore, it's like almost like false prophecy, you know, like yeah. standing in a pulpit telling people to do this, but you're not applying those very same things yeah. for yourself yeah. visually first. Mm. Yeah. So when I, you know, issues on mental health, you know, those are things that are really important and they don't, and they're not even issues. Yeah. They are just moments where you need to take time and be yeah. like, are you okay? Yeah. I mean, we are surrounded by death consistently. Mm. Surely you're not okay. Yeah. And that's okay. Let's yeah. make a film about it. You know, yeah. like, that's the process. Mm. Um, let's talk about it. Let's, mm. you know, therapeutically, let's mm. like put it in. And um, now the work that I'm doing is is very thoughtful in that way okay. where I can look at myself and be like, okay, I have this body of work. It needs to be put together. I need to enter into post-production. Yeah. But I'm useless. I'm useless yeah. to it because... Currently, I'm burnt out. Yeah, yeah. I have been working ongoing since June. Yeah, yeah. I have been um, wearing multiple hats. Yeah. I have this huge amount of um, responsibility and burden on my shoulders. Yeah. And very, like at some point, and oftentimes, like, yeah, because I didn't have a choice. Like, what yeah. was I going to do? Mm. Just like allowing some type of space where you can acknowledge that and then move on. Mm. Yes, we all don't have the privileges of, you know, going on a hiatus. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. But a hiatus doesn't need to be this lavish, you know, like, okay, I'm not doing work and I'm going to yeah. go to the forest. Yeah. You know, like it could be like taking five minutes in your day to be like, yeah, Let's go I'm not up. okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, like taking that literally. Um, yeah. there's this actually uh Instagram page that I follow, and this is how I've been learning all of these things. It's called Nap Nap Ministries. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and you know, I've been using these you know tools of like rest as resistance. You know, yeah. rest is not you being lazy. Yeah. Rest is going at the against the grain of what capitalism has, you know, lied and, you know, falsified itself into how we need to be in order to be valuable human beings on earth. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, to me, I'm like, as much as I'm resting, I'm working, I'm, I'm, I'm continuing my activism because I'm like, yeah, this is me giving the middle finger to capitalism because it wants me to consider the way. And I'm going to say, no, take a nap now. No, and then I'm going to wake up and then I'm going to make work. You know, yeah. but so, so what you're uh, saying is very interesting because like when you look at some of the most productive people on the planet, let's say like some of the richest guys, those guys work like eight or five hours a day and they're chilling the rest of the time. And yet like, guys, who, and then like you see like people who are not really up there like in terms of their level of productivity and they're working tirelessly and then you're like but hey how come the guy who has yeah. like way more things than you seems to have just worked for five and gone to sleep or relaxed a bit or rested as you yeah. said uh but you've said something very interesting that i've always like been curious i wanted to ask you 
was about like you talked about like yeah mental health but then sometimes do you think and especially for me my experience where i find like creators then go the other side too much that it now becomes good old-fashioned laziness in the sense of like there's always like even a slight issue in their creative process now it's really like like a it's like, oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm anxious. Anxiety is off the roof. And then I'm like, hey, I think you can solve that problem and continue the work. And like, I'm just curious if you, what you think about it. But for me, in my experience, I've met a lot of creators sometimes where I'm like, I'm not sure that is anxiety or depression <laughs> because like mm. you sort of found a small, like a challenge in your way, but it's not such a challenge, challenge where it's like, <gasps> you get, but then the way you have sort of presented yeah. it feels like, <gasps> if we we can't solve this problem so i am going to like deal with like do a lot of like these mental health things that you mentioned but then again now when you look at the reason why the person is going it's not justifiable in the sense of the word yeah, uh, yeah. but i'm just curious if you have experienced that because me i have and i'm like always oh, going like you're not stressed you just maybe need to like sleep for five minutes, wake up and see that problem from a different perspective and go back to finishing it. Because sometimes yeah. you never, they never finish the project because they're always in this uh, mental health loop kind of conversation. Yeah. Like, hey, man, did you finish the film? Ah, oh, man, like, I'm stressed these days. So, like, I'm just going to, like, first go and, like, hang out with my friends. You know, my friends are probably... I'm like, great, but have we finished the film? No, like, and it's always, like, a, a thing about their mental yeah. health. But then the thing never gets done or any progress yeah. in the thing they say they want to do so i'm just curious about yeah. well i mean it's it's again you know like it ha- also has to go back to you know like self-realization and awareness you mm. know and you look at yourself in the mirror and be like honest with yep. yourself and be like yeah. actually this is who you are this is what's happening yeah and move forward yeah. not a lot of people can do that mm. ne? So for me personally, I can't speak about other people and I can't also talk to discredit what other people are experiencing, right? And I understand like in anything, there's two sides of the coin, you know, the pros and then there's the cons. But specifically me as a creator, a filmmaker, who is an overachiever and a perfectionist, you know, like I'd be asking people, people be like, it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't need to be perfect, but is it though? Can't I be perfect? Because I feel like I can. In the deepest of deep, I feel like I can. And now I feel like we, I can now redefine, but maybe my thing is not about like not trying to be perfect, but maybe Mm. redefining what perfect means. Ah, What overachieving means you mm-hmm. know um, overachieving can mean that yes i'll have my moments of you know mistakes and yeah. failures yeah. but i still see it as an overachievement yeah. you know yeah. redefining what success means that yeah. success can be just me waking up today yeah. looking through my footage yeah. and then going back to sleep you <laughs> yeah. know like yeah. because it's like a step you know yeah. closer to making the work yeah. success achieving can be maybe taking a, a taking a bit of a break away from the footage yeah but i'm still thinking about it in my head and putting yeah. it together in my head mm. um being successful is could also be about you know writing in my journal and writing yeah. how the things that i feel yeah. like mental health and taking you know rest 
Mm. Doesn't necessarily mean you are this like um, you know, dead weight, mm, mm-hmm, mm. paralyzed. Mm. It means that you can revalue mm. how you work, yeah, so that you can work at your optimum. Like no one is discrediting work, no yeah. one is discrediting um pre, you know, yeah. producing things. Yeah. yeah. But what we do need to look critically about how mm. we've yeah. been conditioned produce things yeah, that is yeah. not healthy mm-hmm, that it, is, it, is, it feeds a it feeds a toxic um monster in capitalism it mm. feeds the white supremacy it feeds mm. colonial ideologies yeah. now we need to like you know disband those notions Virtual. and rethink how does that how does making films and making content consistently at this at its best mm. from an African perspective, not mm-hmm. from a Eurocentric perspective, yeah. which we've learned and been, and been taught in the mm-hmm. education system, but mm-hmm. how does that look like, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's how I can nice. answer that question. It answers it. <laughs> cool. Uh, so yeah. uh, just, to, I mean, I guess that my last question, but usually I ask, I want to ask you one life lesson, a thing that you think the listeners of this podcast can go away with that uh, a life lesson, you know, like something you learned throughout your, I guess it's not a very long career as yet, but like in the big, in, like just in the, in the state in, the, in which it's at or the state that it's at, at, but like just a life lesson that you think the listeners can take home with, whether they are trying to create something or whether it's, they're not creators, but maybe they're just like people, they're not really in the creative, any creative space, but it's just something they can apply to life and like just grow yeah. and be awesome and do something about something. Yeah. I think the most important thing that I can um, say in closing is... um, That feels like a very big conference. It's just... What you said in closing, I was like, well, not a conference. Is um, if you are a young, Black, creative existing right now you've already lost so much without even you know fully participating in being a human being in this earth so it is important to just um do your best to live your life how you want to live your life not on how society tries to you know, tell you how to live your life, how your parents are trying to tell you how to live your life, how the education system tried to live your life. Yeah. You've got nothing to lose. And the most dangerous person in this, you know, living on earth is a, a, a man with nothing to lose. Um, I think reflecting on the current times of the pandemic and mm. how things are going and more than anything, I can just, I just feel like a sense of like not being able to have control or say to anything, you know. Uh, no one is um, interested in helping or, you know, um, supporting, you know, you know, people, you know, to thrive and yeah. survive. You know, yeah. it's almost like every, the system is like set up to your demise. So. Yeah. Once you can be honest with yourself with regards to that, that it doesn't take hard work to be successful, like hard work in terms of like what 
systemically and society has, you know, mm-hmm. been, you know conditioned us to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, what is then success to you outside of the approval of your parents, the approval of the community, the approval of society? What is success to you as an individual? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, continue with that and work through that. I mean, I'm still figuring it out and I'll be forever figuring it out because, you know, there's only so much my ancestors had left, you know, behind, you know, to equip me, fully equip me. So I need to work and figure out, you know, who am I? Who am I outside of oppression? Who am I outside of capitalism? Who am I outside of, you know, all these, oppressions and suppressions that um, I have to deal with on a consistent basis and then just, you know, work on that person and feed that, that individual. Um, I, my younger years, I mean, I'm 29 now, my Mm. younger years, I was very angry, very resentful. Mm. Um, And I had to ask myself, who am I without this anger and this resent? Can I say I'm a fully fledged person? Can Mm. I say I have my own ideas and ideologies? Mm. Can I say I am full and whole? And yeah, that's all I can say. Awesome. We're just going to like snapshot that one and then that'll just be the promo for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Uh, Cool. Yeah, but thank you so much for your time. Uh, See, the internet worked well. My hooju. I'm a witch. I'm yeah, a witch. I'm a witch. South African witch. That shows like a really good series. Uh, South African witches. Yeah, yeah, South Africa. We, we are a whole lot of us down here. A whole lot of us. Yeah, we actually South spread Af- throughout Africa. Yeah, South African witches. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me just stop recording yeah. this for a moment before... Thank you.